When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Kentucky Dad Podcast. Big Blue Drew here. We're rolling on season two. I've lost track of the episode count. I want to say six. I'm not sure how many we're going to sneak in before um, I go out of commission for a while with the twins coming on. So I went to the well today for a a dear friend and, um, you know, somebody that I have a lot in common with. And I was thinking as I'm introducing the guests that um, there's going to we almost have on, I believe, what, almost 13 feet on the podcast today because Mm. Nick, Nick Roush is joining me. My buddy, Nick, what's up? It's a it's a big blue dad podcast today. Mm. Lots of lots of length, as they like to say. Not a lot of strength right now. We're working to get that back. I've got um, an old man. I got a reminder that the old man basketball league is starting up at the end of the month. So uh, yeah, getting some some light jogging in, getting getting the old knees, lubing those bad boys up to get ready for another season. Yeah, you had mentioned that. So you know, we we always decide usually on that sweet spot like midweek. 8.30 time slot is usually primo for the dad pod. And, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that uh, you were jumping on after a shower. So I wanted to mention the, you know, you know, are you a night shower guy? I feel like that tells a lot about the personality. But then we are in July, so can nobody really be hating on a night shower in July? But then you clarify now that um, you actually you got a little workout in this evening. Yeah, yeah. And I would, if I did not take a cold shower, and I usually do like, if it, let's just say on average you take a 10-minute shower, Eight, eight minutes of that is cold. And then you kind of get it steamy towards the end just to kind of remind yourself. No, like, that's, oh, that's, that's the opposite of, of how I would do it. I was going to mention two things um, about that. The first one, dude, when you're working out as compared to when you're not, the amount of damn laundry additions just between oh. towels and mm-hmm. your shorts and your your workout, you know, however you're doing that undergarment style, it's just, it's very difficult. And then secondly, I was going to say the opposite. Like I, I totally get, but I usually will like kind of finish it off cold to kind of get out and, uh, mm-hmm. or else I'll be sweaty. That's a good point. That's a good point. And really I have no hard and fast rules because I'm one of those two. Um, you know, I spent my weekend with my in-laws, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's 4th of July time. They have their big town picnic. She's from a small town. Uh, in Ohio, not too far from Tyler Ulysses' hometown of Lima, two stoplight town, um, real small but very nice, quaint. It, it it's it's basically four or five days of catching up with friends and family, and th- they're bush light country. I bet I, I that's that's the one time a year I drink bush lights. I'll drink forty of them and I get my quota in for the year. But I'm I'm not one of those guys who just drinks the same thing over and over. Maybe that's the the millennial in me where I'm going to change things up like my, my showering habits for the most part if I take a shower at night I'm wide awake it, it wakes me up I use it as a tool to wake up but 
the the thing I found that's really um, I, I'm not going to act like I was some workout warrior before I had uh, my son Duke, who's now two, but um, I do morning radio. I can't work out in the morning, so I'm stuck to really just going after he goes to bed. And sometimes when you do that, then you're just up all night. So it's 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 uh the, the you you gotta you gotta pick and choose your battles. You would have definitely struck me as a like my brand's my brand guy, and I'm not I'm not wavering from that. Whatever. It yeah. Is. No. I, I follow I'm the elastic. Same, I, I follow the the same mode as well, and the fact that I can't um I can't fall too much into a routine. I mean, I can I gotta kind of like I'll just like um I'm very spontaneous so on a whim. I'll, I'll change something up or want to try mm. something new or my routine or whatever. But Nick, thanks for jumping on. So we have Nick from a uh, Kentucky Roll Call, Kentucky Sports Radio. Um, I don't know which order they they would normally like kind of announce your stuff in, but obviously <laughs> I would I would definitely go Kentucky Roll Call first. You can catch Kentucky Roll Call Monday through Fridays on the Big X Sports Radio. There's a variety of ways to listen, but um, you know if you're around locally in Louisville, 14:50 a.m. 96.1 FM, and then on like I think the the TuneIn app. I've heard the reads enough, mm-hmm. so uh, Roll Call kills it. They usually come on again I think from nine to eleven, and I'm constantly converting um, local 502 radio listeners to to roll call to check it oh, out because you, you're you guys too kind kick-ass job on that stuff so please if you haven't check out roll call because gosh you got to be in what like you're three four now our first show was after shea gilgis alexander uh put wolville in a coffin and then kentucky lost on a failed two-point conversion attempt to taven richardson the music city ball so that was 2018 new year's 2018 so yeah oh. 18, 19, 20, 21. Uh, I guess we're four plus years in, and uh, it's it's fun. Wow. It's a fun way to start the day. I, I, I like getting my day started with that, although there are some mornings where that first hour I'm still waking up. It's um, Dude, I, I can't imagine that. You know, I've had the pleasure to fill in just, you know, a dozen times or so, and I can't imagine that being part of the routine. I know it's very difficult because not only do you have to be up, going, and doing something, but, like, you're literally – you know, your, your entire job at that moment is to kind of like be upbeat, make people, you know, feel the moment, get up, let's do the radio. So I would have, I would struggle um, with that consistently. And then, you know, kind of bring it into the family, let us know what's going on now that we've had you on um, post baby here. But I mean, that just has to be an extreme challenge because there's no, um, there's no predictable mornings and no predictable nights. So there, there's no wavering from that. Your ass got to be on radio 7am ready to go. So I'm sure mm-hmm. that present presents some challenges. Yeah, and really the um, the biggest challenge was when it was during COVID times, we were working remotely. And at the time, uh, we've since moved into a new house, upgraded a little bit, but there, there still come some challenges with that. But at the time, my office was the one of two upstairs rooms and the baby's room was the other room. So it was like, if I'm going to do radio, I've got to be quiet. I don't want to wake the kid up. But sometimes... I mean, he's just waking up anyway, so it doesn't matter. But there's this um, – today was one of those days, and I, I've learned this, Drew, with a toddler, that um, there's just some days that are just bad days. And you you have them as an adult, but you don't realize what they're like for kids, and it's just a lot of crying. And just like, like today, it was just like, I just want to play with Dad. I'm tired of you, Mom. Where's Dad? And – if I would come down to my office, peep downstairs, then it was just I, – I, I was giving up 30 minutes bare minimum. Um, he, he wouldn't nap without me, try to get him to nap. I mean, it was, it was just one of those days. And you know what? Sometimes we have them. And uh, I, I've at least learned 
in two years that like as angry as I am at the time for whatever it might be, just like, just breathe in, breathe out. It'll be over with soon. Like especially the not going to sleep thing when you're just like on running on whatever fumes it might be, the amount of anger in your heart is just, it's flooding out of you. And then as soon as they finally go to sleep, you go, you walk downstairs or whatever it might be. You exhale. And Fifteen minutes later, you're like, God, why was I so mad? Like, just let the kid cry it out. You know, you're, it's eventually going to be over with, and you're going to be able to move on, relax. Yep, that's always advice I like to pass on as well. Whatever whatever phase is stressing you or giving you the most pain points, like as, as soon as you get it figured out, it'll just be something else. But yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> not one to offer advice on anger management, though, because that is by far my worst trait as a, a person and father. And, like, I have a bad t- – like, I just feel like I'm always on stage no matter where I'm at. Like, if other I'm at work or, or doing other things, like – so kind of when I get home, like just everybody that I kind of wanted to tell to F off throughout the day, I feel like it just like comes out and explodes at the worst moments, which I'm sure happens to a lot of people. Home is a safe space. and um, But still, that's something that I know I definitely could work on. And you're totally right, too, because whenever you do look back after, especially if you have a big anger episode, or like it usually is fueled or set off by something so small and insignificant. Somebody gave me the advice once of like, I don't know, I guess it's kind of common stuff, but like, if it's not a, if it won't matter in a month, don't, it was like, you know, like a minute chart, like if it won't matter in a month, don't, you know, don't worry about it for five minutes. If it's matter in a year, but you know, that's, that's just a chart. That's like the the poster of the wolf that says courage and I'm supposed to fight Mike Tyson or something, you know, (laughs) they're they're also a lot easier said than done. And it's just all practice. So, and I I feel like that's what, um, that's what parenting is, is practice. Cause you said it best earlier. I remember, I forgot what it was. Um, but just, I, I thought that I had something figured out. Um, I think it might've been the swaddle. I'd finally figured it out how to get the arms, the infant's arms to stay in the swaddle. And then as soon as I had done that, he refused to be swaddled. It was, it was like, as soon as that happens, it's like, nope, I'm going in the easy Velcro, uh, sleep sack. You, whatever you just learned, forget about it. Cause I, I, I don't care anymore. Stuff like that. It can be so damn frustrating, but it also, it makes it fun. makes it all worthwhile. What did, um, I think you had talked about it a little bit, but you guys had a good 4th of, 4th of July holiday. What's today? Today's July 6th, so a couple of days mm-hmm. past now. Yeah. Oh, we, we really did. And uh, shout out to uh, a year of just mood swings uh, because last year my son Duke would not get in water. Now, he, he liked baby pools. You know, he liked, but he did not want you to put on any sort of floaty. He didn't want you to put him in a floaty. If he was going to be in a pool, you had to hold him with, and, and he just wasn't really going to like it. Uh, this spring, we went down to Gulf Shores uh, for spring break, or, you know, that area, and he saw a kid jumping in the pool. We tried to like ease him in there. He didn't like it. But when he saw the other kid jumping in, he had to jump in. Well, now we can't mention a pool big splashes or anything unless we are getting in the car to go because now he will i mean just for hours and so um, our, our really good friends just got a house with a pool and that's three hours four hours he, he, he could go all day basically until he drops so uh, that's been a, a nice luxury this summer comfortability around water great thing for children no matter mm-hmm. where you live or what you do always always could come in handy for sure um a couple uh quick topics i've been jotting down a few notes throughout the week um mm-hmm. for the dad pod uh one really this is just 
peak AAU stuff here. So are you okay. familiar at all with the Run for the Roses girls tournament, Nick? Um, I am not. Please, please enlighten. I mean, there's really not much to, to tell. It's basically just a girls AAU basketball tournament that takes place annually at the Exposition Center here in, in okay. Louisville, Kentucky. So it's a big um, one. Yes. Yeah, so, so what I've been told is that this is the largest basketball event in the world under one roof. So, you know, in these other events you go to, you know, if you're covering every sport, ever go watch, you know, they, it might be in Atlanta, but it, it might have like, you know, seven high schools that it's spread out between or, you know, some type of arena and, and a couple one-off locations. This one being the exposition center, you can, you know, courts mm-hmm. as far as you can see. So this is the peak AAU part. I, I kid you not. So I have the screenshot. So today my daughter's team, Dana Evans Elite, played at mm-hmm. 426 p.m. on court 80 in the Fuchsia Pool. <laughs> like this i love thing, the fuchsia yes this thing is i mean and it is like every bit is enormous as i'm describing it's like unbelievable I mean, if you've ever been to the exposition center you know but i want to say that um so i know there's over 100 courts so at any given time there's 100 games going on um mm-hmm. and, and another part that i laugh about that so if you think most of the referees are probably local right so if you've ever been to any stuff around here um you know you can imagine <laughs> trying to dig up you know 200 couple hundred referees um, to do this stuff so well, that's a good time it's it's very it's a spectacle to say the least it's pretty unreal yeah I got my eyes I played in the hoop fest back in the day and that was large but it was maybe 50 courts tops like it wasn't even close to the scale the one that's crazy is the volleyball tournament they do there in May I want to May or April something like that and I forget the name of it off the top of my head but I, I've worked it before it was easy a little side money doing PA work but they get up to 150 in those places. I mean, they're, they are it, – it's, it's just trying to find your way. You've got to build in that time. Um, but I, you know what, though? It's, it is fun, and I'm sure it's got to be as exciting as a dad, which, Drew, that actually brought up something I had in mind that I wanted to talk about today. What's that? Well, I, my son yeah, – I'm, I'm actually recording in my son's toy room right now. He's got a lot of toys, but he really just likes to play ball. That's nice. just whatever, it might, you know, basketball, volleyball, soccer ball, hike balls, football, baseball, t-ball. He loves them all. So I was thinking, what would be the most fun and also the worst sports for your kid to be in? That you're, you're growing up, you're going to the games. And, Drew, I got to say that basketball is near the top of the list as a best sports. Um, yes. And I – I think the big reason is well. There's one major in, reason. It's indoors. Exactly. Yes. Any. <laughs> there's no. It's going to be very hard pressed. As some, I mean, as someone that's about to have three boys under three and a half, I know I'm going to be doing some damn little league and stuff, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but particularly the one that I always hear is most painful through people I know and things are as um girls softball just sitting outside like you know there's days mm-hmm. when i've definitely been in an au gym somewhere for you know 8 10 12 hours so if you traded that for you know the middle of somewhere in wherever yes. still georgia in august no thank you so i definitely say indoor sports and and i'll start off another um i'll say another bad one maybe not necessarily bad but de- definitely different and challenging because my wife who's from michigan um, you know, when we're having our moment, like, oh, I, you know, we need to be there for X, Y, Z. She'll say, because my parents were always at the bottom of the ski hill 
you know, when I was skiing and captain the ski team and, you know, oh. they dr drive to this mountain just to watch me, you know, slide down at the end. So I would have to think <laughs> skiing really sucks from my parent in law's perspective. Oh, that's, that's funny. I mean, at least they're kind of, you know, they can be in the lodge. Uh, oh, man. I ne See, I never even thought of that one, but I thought you were going a different direction. Because one positive, especially with women's basketball, a lot of scholarship opportunities you know it's there's four rides there um and if you're just even middle of the pack on a good team like your daughter's on a very talented team you don't have to be the best one to get division one looks my sisters played at nku they got their school paid for like awesome you know um so i that that matters the one indoor sport that i think would be terrible is swimming because swimming yeah is not one of those things that, A, I can provide any insight into. B, it's an all-day affair. Like the swim meets, you're there for 12 hours, and the kid might race two, maybe three times for, depending on the event, 30 seconds or two minutes a pop. That just sounds miserable. And, like, I don't even know if I'd be able to tell, like, oh, uh, they're swimming faster. Today. Like, like Which one's Billy? The, oh, he's the red cap. He's the I red mean, cap. That, <laughs> that, that one – that would be bad. In the same vein, uh, track and field. You're there all day. You're outside. And you know what? If my kid's fast, I want her to play another sport. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, there's only so many people. There's only so many Jordan Anthony's and Abby Steiner's out there, right? Like, most of them are maybe fast at the local level. If you can figure out how to do other things while you're fast, then that's where you're really valuable. <laughs> well, yeah, if you like football, that's when you're really valuable for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I also am one of those two that I know people are like, oh, I don't want my kid to be football CTE. Well, I mean, they can wait to play. Um, but the thing that's great about football, being a football parent for high school Friday nights. I can't oh. imagine, dude. I might don't start. Don't even start. I talked to this about people I know and about the kids playing football in general. I just I can't imagine the adrenaline of i can't imagine it's like i said i just i stutter even talking about it but i'll dispel your two a little bit though and say that um well i guess either way i guess they could be on necessarily a team but if they were the only nice thing about those would be if they were individual events um it'd mm -hmm. be worth the wait you know if your kid was in an individual event i feel like you'd be pretty charged mm -hmm. up but sure. um swimming too you don't even get to really see them so, yeah, yeah they're, they're in the water dude. anything outdoors besides you know baseball i guess i guess in football you don't even really count because you're not really like Football is just so much different because it's not like you don't, you know, you're not going to play six football games in a weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might do some of that seven on seven crap or whatever they do now. I don't Which know. I, I can't, I hate that stuff. Yeah. We'll yeah. be playing football. Well, I, I was a Hikes Point Lobo. I don't know if we've ever talked about Ooh. this. Thing. What were you? What were you? Were, were you, um, I guess Rondo's a little bit older. He's just a tick older than me, though. My brother was on a team with him. I have a um, – I've had to have told this story a hundred times on here, but I'll tell it again. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually have the program. So, we played in the Super Classic, the last one. Um, I believe it was the last one at, at um, Cardinal Stadium. Old Oklahoma. Cardinal Stadium, yeah. And we played yeah, – that yeah. year we played against Rondo. The Lobos played against Doss. Oh, I was won. a Doss Dragon. Okay, okay. So, yeah. I, have the, I have the program for this game. It's pretty sweet. So, we, <laughs> we won seven to six – and wow. Ron, Rondo scored a touchdown to essentially should have tied the game as, as um, like late in the game and got a penalty for celebrating and pushed the kick back and they missed it. And we won seven to six. My brother and I were on the second string offense. And as the coach was, man, God bless him. He was told seven to six. He wanted to get us in so bad. And we ran on the field. I was the quarterback. 
and I, man, just didn't get the snap down. So we didn't we didn't get to play in the game. But um, I'll never forget that though. It was pretty cool. And and back mm. then, dude, before middle school, um, had, you know, they didn't have middle mm-hmm. school football when I was growing up. So I mean, dude, that was that was probably some of the best teams I've ever played for, as far as like just the culture. It was insane. Yeah, and I played it before I got into like the cat. The Catholic school league was only for the older ones, like the middle. You you had to be in middle school basically to play. Um, but it's it, what's really funny is I was uh, I went to a friend's wedding. We were on the same DOS team, flag football, when we were five years old. Like we 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 didn't go to school together the entire time, but that was twenty five years ago, you know, and we're still debating who won that race after that first practice, which it was, it was definitely me. It was definitely me. <laughs> nice, nice. And you don't have to, you don't have to be modest. I'll, I'll pump up Duke for you because I mean, between you and your wife, I mean, you're, you're definitely get, you have a lot of, uh, a lot of things going for you on the athletic side. I mean, we're, we're expecting a big, strong lad here. Are mm-hmm. we not? <laughs> yeah. 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 My wife, she, she played volleyball at L, and that that's a sport too, that, um, there's a lot of opportunities, and even though there, there can be a high burnout rate if you get them in that club ball too early, because, like, you know, I was I was kind of burnt out on sports by the time I was all said and done. I wanted to party. Um, I'd gotten my fair share of injuries and stuff. But in some of these girls, you know, when you start at 10 years old and you're playing 10 months out of the year, there's some wear and tear. But, like, my sisters, they didn't do any of it. They won a state championship. Uh, my cousin, she didn't start until she was 14 maybe. Where they, they won a the state championship at? They they won it at Mercy, which I, I think so. I is where. Say, I feel like Mercy's won. Yeah. I, somebody told me that the other day they won like seventeen of twenty one state championships or something. They 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 they've had their, their <laughs> regions. They go Maybe it was regions, forth. something like. But it was in, not state championships. But they've won the region like an insane amount of times. In yes, 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 yes. Um, and I also saw a startling stat too. Sorry, I just somebody just good. talked to me about this. Um, that like no JCPS school has won um, a volleyball region in like however many decades or something long. It's just constantly the Catholic schools, which makes sense because they're kind of, they grow up with that pedigree. That's a very transferable sport too. Every time, um, I, well, not every time, but a lot of times I, I, there'll be a, a girl, a younger girl playing basketball, you know, before high school. And I can tell they have some volleyball training, just the way they track the ball and they don't need to be looking at their feet and things like that. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. And you're right too. We're, um, it's it's indoor and and also if they don't do well enough, like you might just be an average player and still get like a, a Mac look or hell you can go and play sandball. You know how awesome it would be if Duke was just like you know what volleyball is pretty fun. I'm just gonna play a lot of sand and oh look let's get on the AVP tour and I can just travel to all the beaches around the world and watch him play volleyball like oh twist my arm. <laughs> Uh, volleyball is exciting too, so that's a good one. All right, let's keep let's keep checking down yes. the list. So my other one, um, put a tweet out about this, and um, hopefully you've had the chance to experience the the wonder that is the department store Menards. Have you been to Menards? Oh, save big money at Menards, dude! It is amazing. I don't know why eleven percent off everything more. I know, and then, dude, I'm I'm I don't care if it's so. If you're not familiar with Menards, because I you may not be, um. Re- Newer, um, you know, Home Depot slash Walmart, we'll get into that in second chain, that originated more in the north, like, Mich- I think it's actually like Canada, but I know Michigan, Illinois was big. But yeah, Very Midwestern. Of- okay, Very Midwestern. So, yeah. so think of, um, think of like Home Depot and Walmart kind of having a baby. And this is what I keep saying about Ooh, it. Like, if, yeah. if, if Home Depot has 15 ceiling fans for you to choose from, then Menards has like 40. 
it's absolutely unbelievable their product selection and it's just nice nick that you're not in a kroger a lowe's a home depot or a walmart like it's just something new and fresh but um I, i'm just blown away every time i go back in there it's wild so i would say that menards it's like um it is a little bit it's it's a cheaper version of your home depot and lowe's so like i'm not going to go in there to buy my tools necessarily but any sort of light bulb or you know like extension cords any yeah, sort of that sort of junk like it's perfect um the randomness there because they do have random groceries and you're like mm-hmm. oh i need and it's, that. Yeah, it's like a different the brands and stuff just throw you off you feel like you're like you feel like you're on a road trip maybe shopping in like canada or something because <laughs> you've just never seen any of this crap right it's uh, uh it's just right and then you're you're lost too because they ever you know even if you're even young kids probably they walk into a big box in the U.S. they kind of have a feel for like what they're doing but just the way that stuff's laid out in there you're just you're just not used to seeing it it's like the kitchen cabinets are across from like the frozen section <laughs> the, my, my favorite time of the year to go to menards though their uh holiday decorations yes yes, yes. Yeah, that's because the like they even they, they have outdoor stuff but they also have like the knickknack junk that like your grandmother would have where it's like a mm. little house or something. Yeah. I don't know where I would put it, but I want some of those things. Like a they, lot they of just... toys. They sell like a lot of dollar toys. I keep stressing. Okay. But another reason I brought it up too. So have, have you ever done like an online pickup order there for something like large? Probably not. I'll assume. Okay. No, no. So, so I'm driving in. I'm, I'm, you know, thinking, you know, nowadays, like, you know, there's somewhere I'm going to go. Cause we bought patio furniture. Didn't see anything, didn't see anything. So finally I drive around to the back of this place and it's like a lumber yard, like for as far as I can see. It's it's basically like another <laughs> store back there. And you like scan your phone to get access in. It was so organized. Like, I don't know. I just I'm just a big plug for Menards. They don't sponsor the podcast, but please still make sure you're going to a sea of blue.com. Um, and then like Nick mentioned, they do an old school like service merchandise style paper only mail in your receipt to get 11 percent back on everything all the time so i mean if you're spending some money that that really is a good deal and um i think too it is worth mentioning the reason why probably a lot of people hadn't heard of it they just the 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 one on Preston, i think is the first one in kentucky yeah and then i knew it it resonated with me a little bit too because i've never been to the gas station when the gas station fever thing happened a few weeks ago but, but i feel like menard should have been should have been like the exact same like welcoming and like blowing people away i just i just don't think uh for some for some reason this like 17 acre place um in louisville and jeffersonville is just kind of uh forgotten about and hidden but that that's your they homework do. dads go to menards if you haven't been they do have similar vibes those two places like we're, we're going for big scale um a lot of different stuff that you normally don't find at a place like this but you're also, whenever you go in there, you're going to see something. You're like, huh, I need that welcome mat. Or, you know what? Yeah, exactly. That tie-dye t-shirt. I, yeah, I'm going to get I, me one of those today. I bought just, a nine-pound right. bag of gummy bears when I was there. And, <laughs> and they're complete fire. They just have like a, anyway, where enough Menards. We, we'll get them to sponsor. Maybe we'll plug them a little more. Um, one thing I've been asking, Nick, I don't think we asked this the first time we had you on in season one. So, again, we have uh, Nick Rouse from Kentucky Roll Call Monday through Friday, uh, 7 to 9. You can catch it on the Big X Sports Radio. But I have to assume a tall guy like yourself. Give us some um, nicknames growing up. And I, mean, I know you still have a lot now, but what are some Roush nicknames over the years? Oh, man. Uh, so, the the one that didn't stick a ton 
but I got made fun of for a lot. It was I was mid growth spurt, probably sixth or seventh grade. You know, had the Osgood slaughters on my knees. Oh. Was really clumsy. And during one basketball practice, I just went and took a jump stop. And it was like just during a passing, full court passing drill. And I tripped over the line, fell. And when I broke my fall, I broke two of my fingers. The ones that Spider-Man would use to sling his, his web, the, the middle two ones. And it was just, it was one of those things where it was very annoying, um, but I could still play some. So like, you know, I, I think I sat out of practice for like two weeks and then wrapped it up and played in the state AU tournament the next week or something. And, but my friends, they loved to make fun of me for just, I couldn't, I couldn't even just jump stop without falling down. I had to trip and break my hand. And when I had that cast on, it looked like I had an ice cream scoop and my coach called me two scoops. And so that was, um, that one, that, that, that one, that one kind of hurt. Um, the other one I got that I actually thought was endearing is, uh, they would call me psycho T because I was just diving all over the floor. I was taking charges. I was the big hustle guy. And that was, uh, that was during peak Tyler Hansborough, uh, times. And you know what? I respected that. Um, there was a uh, mid range Roush, uh, forwarded oh, wow. along in there. Um, I actually didn't get too many tall we, ones your last name is kind of a nickname too so you kind of get you kind of get so yes. short on that because i know you're widely known as roush as well yes yes and uh, i i mostly my friends are i tell people my friends are on a last name basis um <laughs> with me but uh the the one that irritated me the most that i had to actively ignore because if they knew it ticked me off they would just call it they would just say it more uh they called me ed like the guys, the cartoon characters from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Mm. Oh, hey, Ed. And it was because my voice went from kind of squeaky and high-pitched to deep really fast. And I would have some doofy moments from time to time. They'd be like, stupid Ed. And it, that, that one really – like, I, I didn't want to be the dumb Jethro Bodine, you know. and Because and, I, I had book smarts, not necessarily street smarts. That one irritated me a lot. So I had to – I had to actively uh, internalize that or else I was going to be called – I would still be getting called Ed to this day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have paid you for that one. But, again, like I said, with your last <laughs> name, I know that you get um, you get that in general. So, uh, I think our last guest, if you haven't been listening, I, want to, I think it was Keith Farmer. Um, Keith Farmer came on, and obviously his with, with the last name Farmer. He got a lot of them related to farming. Um Another one, I, I might have asked you this. Or we might have even talked about this on radio, but I'm going to start doing this quick one-hitter whenever I can. Um, what about a celebrity crush? We're talking maybe like middle school era. Who's some celebrity Ooh. crushes we have? Ooh, okay. Uh, one of them came on Pop 2K Radio this morning on XM. Oh, I was wow. jamming to a, it on the way to work. Morning, morning morning look back. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, do you remember the pop singer JoJo? Pop singing sensation. Yes. I, I feel like it was just like that was the one big song. I can just see the TRL like intro. Right now, it's the end of you. And she had two songs. <laughs> she had that one and she had, it's just too little too late. And then she was in a Robin Williams movie, RV. And most of it was like, oh my gosh, she's super famous. She's pretty and she's the same age as me. I might have a shot. Um, the big one though was Jessica Alba. That was... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, oh, yeah. 
None. No need to say more. I always tell the same when people ask me. I always say that uh, mine was Kate Winslet for two big reasons. <laughs> but like, it's uh, totally true. Though. I think I was like, uh, now I was about, I don't know, like eleven or something when that movie came out. So, so yeah, that was good. And I was good. You had to, to wait. You had to wait a long crush. time to get to that scene too. That uh, was uh, a lengthy movie. Yeah, it's about a three. That's such. A, I don't care. Though. I'll always go to war for that because I'm a big movie fan. And um, mm-hmm. I still maintain that's one of my all-time favorite movies. Not necessarily because of the content of the movie, but to me, that's just what the movie should be. It's like, it was such a big spectacle when that thing came out. And yeah. you know how it was such a to-do, you know? And to me, that's just what the movie should be. Like the Jurassic Park, really enjoyed Top Gun. Um, I yes. like that the movies yes. are coming back, um, which has been nice. So we, we did, we went to the drive-in and saw Top Gun. I think we talked about that on the podcast um, for Memorial. I guess that was Memorial weekend, so... A lot of movies coming out, man. They're really they're filtering through now. Hollywood is back. It's it's all the way back. I love Top Gun. I uh, I want to see Elvis. That's um, I, I I got real hype for the previews, but didn't see a lot of great reviews once it came out. Either way, uh, I do want to go enjoy that in the theaters. But you're right, movies movies are back. But that is one of those things that when when getting a babysitter, it's pretty far down the pecking order. Especially when yeah. things come out relatively quickly, like the like the superhero movies, they're probably better in theater, but mm-hmm. they come out on you know, especially the Marvels, like the Thor movie that's about to come out. It'll be on Disney Plus this fall, you know. So like, yeah, I'll no, just, I'm I'll just wait till then. I sound like this is the biggest get off my lawn dad thing, but I'm telling you, man, through COVID, the biggest thing as far as like. Um, you know, just my like leisure routine is like, I just do not enjoy or want to go out to eat. I just feel like it's a waste of time. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like we could like, what are we doing? Unless it's, especially if it's just like, you know, the wife and kids and I, I'm just like, we should just be home. I don't get it. And I'm, I used to be accused of going to the movies, but as the guy I worked at Best Buy, I'm pretty proud of my home theater at home. And yeah, it just seems like, uh, <laughs> let's wait for Let's wait for the streaming side of it for sure. Uh, but as far as some content goes, something I did watch this week, and I'm glad um, that you're on this week because same age i mean you'll be all over this but i finally had a chance to watch the and one street ball documentary that they made Ooh. and i specifically i'm not even, this sounds like real losers but like i genuinely did like wanted to wait till i was in like a good frame of mind to watch that because <laughs> i knew it was just it was going to be like smelling like you know your elementary school was just going to take you back yeah. so oh. far and um it actually wasn't as good as i thought it was going to be it was still great because i mean it's all that you know a camera was just always rolling but it does it goes back and looks at just um the start of the and one clothing and shoe company, which you kind of forget how, you know, that was the actual thing. And then just playing those mixtapes, you know, the very first mixtape really in a, you know, it was just weird. That was really the first time that that had been done. But anyway, I, it was, I was basically, it was basically just YouTube before YouTube because mm-hmm. you didn't have to show a whole game. You know, they, they could be at freedom hall for two hours and it's uh, just crunched down into 15 minutes, like half of, one of the ESPN two and one mixtape tour uh, kind of deals. Like, yeah, they, I mean, it, 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 you forget and you don't, you know, it sounds so silly now because that's, that's all your timeline is, but just how simple the art of putting, clipping out those highlights and putting them with music, just how simple of an idea that was, but it was like no one else had ever done it. And then if you remember, you'd go in like foot action or something and they'd have the actual VHS tape of the M one <laughs> volume one or volume two documentary playing and um and that's when it really combined it really like really cemented like shoe hip-hop culture and stuff with basketball even further and um it was just interesting because i remember man i was like 
living that life. I love that show. I bought a camera and I was um, actually twice went. So, you know, the premise of the actual, so then when the actual TV show came out, that's kind of right when it was like at its major peak and then starting on it, the scent, um, you know, the idea of the show was they would show up in a city. They would basically be like, Hey, y'all play street ball. We'll pick the best players throughout these games. Mm-hmm. And that team will play. Um, and then we'll play you guys like see who's better than one of that city. So I know they came to Louisville once, I believe. Yes. And then I have a great memory of, um, of just because like, they made it a big deal because Escalade Curtis Jackson yeah, was a exactly. Cardinal. I remember yeah. that. And, but I actually did a trip that I'll never forget to Atlanta, just like sitting there with a buddy and actually a buddy of mine, one of my best friends that passed away. Um, so it's a, always an awesome memory because I remember he, he wasn't really a hooper, but he, he was always with me. So he was like, let's go. You can do it. You can do it. So we drove to Atlanta, like in the middle of the night, got there. I went in a parking lot. Um, and, uh, it was cool, man. I got a, ba- I got a band and got to go to like the next game, but I was never going to get like uh, through through, but it was right. just an awesome memory. And I know I'm sure a lot of people listening, if they're our age, I mean, we just forget about how that, that really, how much that changed. And they were, um, they were going back, Nick and doing like clips in of like, you know, some of the stuff hot sauce used to do and then showing like Steph Curry hot or sauce. whoever. Hot and it's like, man, it, you just, you can't deny just how that way for that few years, like changed basketball, like as a whole forever. Do you have a, a song that you think of when you hear when when A and one mixtape is brought up? Is there a song that pops in your head? Oh gosh, I don't know. It would be too. It would be too far after this. But I always something I always think was like our run out song for layup lines was um Ti bring them out, bring them yeah, out. Yeah, that, so that, that one I always think of. That one, the one that really hits for me. It's because uh, my best friend had the Street Hoops video game, which was it had you know yeah. helicopter skip to malu uh ray for all the professor it had all of those guys where you just played as them but the song the, the big soundtrack to it was rollout by ludicrous oh uh, yeah um, yeah so i uh, always had that one in my head that that was uh good times good times did and one were they the ones that made uh dadas or was that its own thing i think that was its own thing you know what else i found really hilarious about this too you may or may not know this i had no idea but the and one brand that was, to my understanding, like was at its inception when all that first happened, was like a bunch of like old white Australian dudes or something. <laughs> like they were, <laughs> they were basically just like an investment. And I won't say like they even used the words like I'm not going to say exploiting. They were like, but they definitely were like, you know, they had kind of seen that pairing from a mile away. So it's funny watching them in the documentary because it will <laughs> it'll go from like hot sauce or whoever to to them, and they just are like. Yeah, we come just, just riding the wave. Yeah, we dumb luck, you know. Like sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got. Uh, real quick, since we got y'all, we got to talk a little football. Um, I'll kick it off by saying I'm pretty upset, Nick, um, because we got the we got the list going like we do every year over at um, a sea of blue, where we're doing some player previews. You know, we're gonna get those ready, start cranking those out over the next few weeks. So make sure you're checking them out. And uh, somebody claimed JJ Weaver off the bat. And I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they know what they did. I might have to get in touch with them. But JJ Weaver was off the board, so I'm pretty upset because I'm pretty. This would, I had him every year. I don't know what they should have known. He was mine for sure. Yeah, yeah. What the hell were they thinking? Mm-hmm. What the hell were they thinking? Um, no, I, it is. Uh, it's one of those things where I kind of put some of my planning off until after Fourth of July. F- things never feel real until. Fourth of July comes and I got to start making my my plans for SEC media days. You know, I've got we we have tentative plans already, but there's now it's like all right, time to get in my research, right. find out where what's um, happening at other schools across the SEC because 
you know, especially in the transfer portal era, I mean, hell, half the quarterbacks in the SEC, they were playing for other SEC teams last year. So so getting all of those ducks in a row, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, really looking forward to it. The only thing, just the, the, the only thing that's put any sort of damper on expectations, full steam ahead, we're going to Atlanta, is just not knowing what the hell is going on with Chris Rodriguez, um, where I'm, I'm hoping that we'll know something definitive about how long he's going to be out by the time SEC media day starts knowing Mark Stoops I'm not optimistic but it is frustrating that that's if it does drag on which I I just hope it doesn't it isn't like a an old quarterback competition that just really never goes away and it's when if there's one thing dominating the conversation it tends to weigh things down so I I hope that Whatever the jury is, I know his case legally reached a settlement uh, earlier this week where he played guilty to a DUI offense. Um, the other stuff that we've always just talked about, but nobody really knows what the hell it is, th- that that adds something to it. I don't know what, um, but you just hope like, hey, so we're going to have him week four to week two, or is this a let's see how things are in October. Um, I, I just know that he's been – with the team all summer, like everything is good to go as normal. Um, but other than that, that, that's the one thing that's kind of got me a little bit hesitant uh, going into this, uh, what, what could be an historic 2022 season. So I know stuff like this pops up a lot, um, you know, where people, if anybody knows, Nick Roush knows, or, you know, somebody or Kyle knows, or, you know, something like that. So is this Chris Rodriguez offseason situation, has this been the most, like, um, maybe that you've been asked behind the scenes or blown up? Are people really digging at you or what? I have to imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's it's this one right up there with, um, it was the 2016 year when people were really pissed at Stoops. Uh, and it was the South Carolina game. People always point to the Mississippi State game as the game that Stoops saved his job. But two weeks before, Kentucky hosted South Carolina, and that was when there was rumors going around that uh, the boosters were going to uh, use some morality clause because he was uh, cheating on his wife or something. Like that That was the rumor, that that was how they were going to get Stoops fired so they didn't have to pay his buyout. And I don't know who they were going to bring in or what it might be. But I swear to you, that day, Drew, I got every person that in my contacts that liked Kentucky asked me if I had heard about that rumor and is it true. And I, I had an automated response. It was, yeah, I've heard it. No, I don't think it's true. I don't know if it's true. Um, but then Kentucky won that game. People quieted down. And then those went all the way away when Austin McGinnis hit that game-winning field goal. So the, the, those are the two big ones where everybody and their brothers trying to ask me what the hell is going on here. 